0: Welcome to Start Disrupting a podcast series. We're focusing on uh, innovators and we want to take you inside the research park enterprise uh, to meet our community of inventors, designers, creatives that are really impacting industries and, and bringing really revolu- you know, strong companies to market. At the CRC, we have exciting areas such as aerospace, software, biotech, autonomous vehicles, uh, as well as sensor and, and electronics hardware. Today, we're talking with Dan Sable of VPT, one of our earliest partners in the CRC, uh, focusing on power conversion for mission-critical hardware and av- aviation and spaceflight. So Dan and I go way back. Dan uh, did his PhD at Virginia Tech in electrical engineering, uh, and he was part of the Center for Power Electronics. And um, Dan is a very well-respected engineer in the industry, specifically around power electronics and um, has received numerous awards and you know really was part of the cohort of companies starting up in the mid 90s here in in, uh, the crc Uh, dan notably has been recently inducted to virginia tech academy of engineering excellence and so we're we're really (laughs) glad to have dan on the show dan welcome and uh, tell us a little bit about vpt
1: well thank you thank you for that introduction uh, uh, brett uh, you know, I call myself kind of like an accidental entrepreneur because uh, I started VPT back in 1993, uh, shortly after I got my uh, PhD here at Virginia Tech. Uh, the way it all got started was my thesis advisor, Dr. Fred Lee, literally stopped me in the hallway one day and asked me if I was interested in start, uh, if I'd ever thought about starting a company. And I said, no, I've never really thought about it. And he goes, well, let's give it a try. <laughs> so that's how VPT got started.
0: <laughs> yeah and, and you know sort of instinctively you knew you were on to a good opportunity and, and all the good work and I, I remember fred lee and you know the work that uh, it, there are so many great researchers that came out of that institution yeah. and, and that center so tell us a little bit about um some of the industries you serve and a little bit about uh you know some of the hardware and uh, i know i know you're flying on some really cool uh military as well as spaceflight hardware tell us a little bit about where what your product is and and where it ends up in the overall mission chain.
1: Okay, so look, what VPT does, uh, we design and manufacture DC to DC power converters, uh, which, uh, uh, for mission critical applications, as you say, military, commercial aerospace, satellites. uh, uh, My background is from the space industry, Uh, originally before I came to Virginia Tech for my PhD, I worked at what was RCA Astro. uh, so, uh, and, and funny you mentioned about uh, some critical applications. So this week, actually, the next two weeks, we'll be landing on Mars. Uh, well, um, so DC to DC power conversion. Typically, uh, you have on a on a on an aircraft or a, or a military or a space application a 28 volt DC regulated bus. And what we do is we sell a product line of these power converters that convert that 28 volts into whatever voltage you want. 5 volts, 3.3 volts, 12 volts, 15 volts, whatever, whatever power you want, 5 watts, 15 watts, 100 watts, whatever. So we have a broad product line that does uh, exactly that, if that's a, a short way of describing what we do.
0: That, that must be incredibly rewarding to see your hardware, you know, on these missions, you know, missions to Mars, uh, obviously on some of the most advanced defense systems, as well as what NASA is doing. Um, it just must be you know did you, did you ever think uh, 20 25 years ago that you know you would be sitting here seeing your hardware flying to mars
1: no <laughs> <laughs> the question is absolutely not yeah you know I, I really didn't have a good feeling for what we were going to do uh uh you know just kind of all bootstrapped and very very gradually increased over the years uh probably one of the more missions i'm proud of is uh we service uh we're on all the gps satellites right now so I tell people that, you know, whenever you see, receive a GPS signal onto your cell phone or whatever, that's coming from our power
0: supplies. That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, it's a good segue into the topic because when you talk about being an accidental entrepreneur, when you talk about not really, you know, bootstrapping, it, it really speaks to the heart of now where, where you and I both are, are sort of in a position to give back, mentor, and, and help some of our youngest entrepreneurs and, and startups. So um, you're you're a member or a uh, a mentor for RAMP. RAMP um, is our regional accelerator and mentoring program. Uh, And, you know, your involvement with them really helps, especially as such a deep subject matter expert when you see companies coming across. Uh, So tell us briefly about, you know, your involvement in RAMP and and what kinds of companies you see and, and how you're helping them.
1: Uh, Yes, I've seen several different uh, types of companies uh, over the years. Uh, uh, What's interesting, uh, and and look, I I guess I'm somewhat uh, always a little cynical. (laughs) I'll just say that because I see a lot of folks uh, who try to, uh, uh, for example, commercialize some technology that comes out of the university. And I always uh, caution people with that because... uh, Taking a a new technology and coming up with a good commercial business that makes money is really, really difficult. I've I've seen a lot of people try at that and not do so well. Uh, People really underestimate the difficulties in uh, qualifying a product, making a product manufacturable, trying to uh, uh, actually sell it for a profit. Yeah. and uh, so that's part of what I do when I, when I mentor folks is I try to, try to bring them, you know, a lot of folks come with all this excitement, <laughs> what they're going to yeah. do, change the world. And I kind of temper things down a little bit to um, try to keep them on uh, level ground,
0: if you will. I think, I think that's good advice. You know, I rem- coming from the software industry, I remember very clearly there's this uh, sort of theme, if you will, of is it a feature, is it a product, or is it a business? And, you know, a lot of people try to take what might be considered a feature or even a a software product, but it's not really, doesn't really have the legs for business. And so, um, you know, how how do you help young entrepreneurs sort that out? And and when you do see that passion and excitement for something, certainly, you know, we want to harness that and steer them in a directly, you know, in a productive direction. And as you pointed out with the university and, some of the research they do with commercializing technology. There's a lot of promising intellectual property. Um, you know, how do you, how do you help the young entrepreneurs think about things more holistically and, and understand from a market need first as opposed to a, you know, technology push?
1: Uh, well, the first thing I try to understand from them and I try to impress upon them is, okay, how are you going to make money? On this whole thing,
0: yeah. uh,
1: I, I get a lot of folks uh, who come to me uh, uh, with these software ideas that say they're just going to give it away and, and then try to, uh, uh, you know, run ads or whatever Google ads, you know. Which there's a business model that I, I admit right from the start when they approach me with this uh, that I don't know very much about. Okay, I'll try to understand that business model. Uh, my uh, my thinking is very, very, very traditional, which is you try to design a product manufacture it and sell it for a profit okay <laughs> which i know is uh, sometimes a little uh, it works it's days. it's a, pro-
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, a pro- it's a proven model and uh it's a great place but it to seems start to be,
1: it's, it seems to be out of favor these days I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah uh, so I, I really try to understand you know how well, okay how are you going to make money on this uh, okay is it okay i get software as a service i get uh uh you know updates and and, and uh you know and ads and you know and so forth uh, but I really really try to focus in as okay how is this business gonna make money and that's that's really uh, uh, what I try to get the the folks thinking about you know is it uh, you know uh, is it a product is it a service how are you gonna charge for the service where are your customers uh, one of the things I also stress is you know you look you've got to think globally you know that we, we live in a global market you know we got to think you know, how are you going to try to market or manufacture your idea, maybe overseas? You know, so that's something that uh, is, uh, uh, I think, a real key to success as well.
0: Yeah. And from what I know, you know, the people, uh, the passion that the people have, and the, the grit that an entrepreneur has to, to think about taking this mentoring advice, and apply it and keep moving forward, that's, that's really separates people from, you know, those who have an idea, but they're not willing to sort of pivot or they're not willing to sort of grind it out. And in some ways they might have a a thought in mind about how the business model should go. But, you know, the reality is getting all of this input and learning and, you know, what makes a great entrepreneur is someone who's, you know, willing to continuously learn and think about how how to evolve this.
1: Absolutely. I have to say that uh, that's one of the first things I I look for uh, in a young entrepreneur is, are they willing to listen to advice? Yeah. Uh, I have, unfortunately, I have, you know, some folks who, you know, I I can't give them advice because uh, they know everything, <laughs> or at least they tell them. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they, you know, I always like to seek out folks who are, uh, you know, willing to uh, accept advice, and that's that's very important to me.
0: Yeah, and Ramp really puts an emphasis on trying to create holistic teams, and so you mm-hmm. know, yeah, team, that's important. Having a team of entrepreneurs and having a a young team come together, you know, before they even figure out business models or technology, they they have to really figure out how to work together. And the the teamwork, the chemistry between co-founders is so critical. And it's something that we overlook. But, you know, if you get that right and you figure out how the team can divide and conquer, because there's way too much work to for any one, two, three, four people to do. So, you know, if you get the chemistry of the team, right, you know, you can naturally start to think you, you can pivot so much easier, but if there's friction mm-hmm. in a team, you got to get rid of that. Otherwise you'll never be able to pivot without having, you know, conflict.
1: Yeah. And uh, that's absolutely correct. Actually one of the things that uh, I've noticed over the years is that uh you know, uh teams that don't get along which are unfortunately not the exception <laughs> okay oh, yeah. I've seen I've seen several businesses fall apart because the teams could not get along well yeah okay and that's that's unfortunate and if you think about it how many of us have all of the expertise required to run a business. Think about it. You need to develop products, you need to have quality, you need to have manufacturing, you need to have finance, you need to have marketing, you need to have sales capability. Nobody has all of those talents. Yeah. So finding a good team is, uh, is so critical. And then making sure the team gets along is also extremely critical.
0: Yeah, I know. In, in some cases, mentors go through, almost start to feel like counselors and in, in helping the human yep. dynamic get through this and and you know i think techno you know entrepreneurs that come through a uh, strong science and math and technology driven degree a, a phd coming out with an engineering degree you know hasn't had a lot of training in terms of you know teamwork human dynamic and you know being able to work within conflict of a team and so those are skills that need to be developed you know, yeah. obviously, if they're young and they just haven't had a lot of life experience, they need to think about that as a requisite skill. They need to allow enough energy to go into that. Otherwise, if they ignore it, they're just going to get blindsided later.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Actually, one of the things I've found is that, you know, these, kind of, these engineers that you speak of, these technology people uh, actually make very, very poor salespeople. <laughs> okay. So, okay. so i always uh am looking for someone who knows how to market and sell the idea yeah. as opposed to someone that the, the technologist who yeah. has, is able to come up with the idea or the product.
0: Yeah, the engineer is a guy who's, who's back home, and when the sales guy comes in off the road, he's the one that says, you told him you could do what? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. listen, Dan, it's, it's been great. So you're, you're mentoring to these companies invaluable. Tell us a little bit about the CRC culture. And, you know, you've made the transition. You were an early entrepreneur in this ecosystem uh, and now, as you say, you've, you're starting to really give back in big ways. Tell us about the the CRC culture in general and how, how has it shaped your experience.
1: Well, I, I can't say enough good things about the CRC. Actually, I remember my first meeting with Joe Meredith. This was back in 1994. You know, when we had you know we were a two or three person company, and he and he uh, uh, offered me this. Uh, this building right across the street from where I am right now, a one-room office. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, the first words out of his mouth was, we are here to help you succeed. And uh, he was just so true to his word. Uh, you know, we started to grow. And, and, I, and I, even before our lease was up, I said, Joe, we need some bigger space. And he said, well, I got some space right down the street. You know, so he gave us some bigger space there, and then we grew out of that. And he said, well, I can give you some more space on the top floor <laughs> yeah. there, you know. Uh, and that, that worked out really well. And, and, uh, but then the interesting thing was uh, when we grew out of that and we needed some, some more manufacturing capability, uh, I said, Joe, uh, uh, I don't think the CRC right now is going to work for us anymore. I'm buying a building at the uh, industrial park. And he said, Dan, I consider that a success, okay? And uh, he says, I'll I'll always, you know, be keeping you in mind as a CRC person. So for 15 years, we moved over to the Blacksburg Industrial Park. And then when we grew out of that, I went back to Joe. (laughs) I said, Joe, can you build me a building? Uh, And he says, yeah, I can build you a building right there, and I'll have it done in seven months. Mm -hmm. And, and, And I said, no way, <laughs> and there's a picture of, the, of me and Joe with our gold shovels digging the first dig and, and, and lo and behold, seven months to the day, you we were in that building and this is where we are right now. Uh, now we—I uh, thought for sure we were only going to need the the one floor, the bottom floor. So I said, Joe, you can rent out the top floor, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, and he did. <laughs> and, and then and then I said, Joe, can we just move up? You know? So that yeah. uh, so now we now we're taking over pretty much the whole building, and uh, as you know, and so I, I just can't say enough good things about uh, the way the CRC has been uh, for us. Just the, just a uh, tremendous place, and uh, I just love it here.
0: Uh, That's such a great story. And, you know, it really talks about the experiences that companies grow, the way companies grow here and the flexibility to create the space as it's needed as companies evolve, you know, and we try to be as flexible as possible because we understand that these, especially as you've grown organically, there are just certain needs in the lifestyle of a company and, and you have to be flexible. So we, we appreciate having you here in the park, Dan, we appreciate what you do and and we're looking forward to great reports from Mars. Uh, (laughs) And so continued success to you. And, um, we're just so thankful to have you in the park, your leadership and, uh, and what VPT is doing in the industry.
1: My pleasure. My pleasure, Brett.
0: I'm going to wrap this up. I've got a couple quick announcements. Um, First of all, 40 Gs, if that's interesting to you, join the Global Case Challenge for a first place prize of $40,000. What we're doing this year, is because of COVID, we're creating a what we call Global Case Challenge for International Student Teams. Uh, these international student teams will be working on design and case challenges that our companies are submitting so we're both soliciting student teams internationally as well as uh, cases that can be submitted. So these might be business problems, engineering, technical problems, or just interesting market analysis. Go to the website vtkwglobal.com, um, and you can find more information there. Uh, secondly, the second announcement is, as we mentioned, RAMP is uh, our regional accelerator. It's, a, it's an early-stage Mentoring program. We're we're really pleased to have them in the area. They're they're providing a valuable service. So Ramp, we're excited is also um, launching a 12 week curriculum specifically for life sciences companies. So uh, Mary Miller at Ramp is actively recruiting companies to join the program that you just heard about from Dan, and um, we're looking for specifically life sciences companies that we can focus on. That's a um, a 12-week curriculum, as I mentioned, a free space, access to venture capital, and $20,000 in equity-free fi- funding. So you can't go wrong there. Visit RampRB, that's RAMPRB.com, and uh, Mary Miller will definitely take care of you and get your application in. Dan, again, thanks. It's been a pleasure, and um, we're looking forward to great things, and uh, thank you for being in the park. Thanks for joining us this morning on Start Disrupting.
1: My pleasure. Good to talk to you, Brett. You take care.